All right, so we live. Okay. Not really, but we are live. So uh, uh, just quickly going to introduce Michaela, who is a model. Is that correct? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking earlier, like, do I introduce you? Because when I met you, yeah. it's almost like you were uh, an aspiring model. Aspiring. Oh, and yes. I think within the space of like four days, you officially became a model. Yeah. So I think... After, after, when, when did I take that course last year? I you? think it, did you do it before or after I went to America? Before. So that would have been July, I think. July. It, and then mm, actually in August. Yeah, before I went to Europe in August, like I suddenly, everybody in Cape Town woke up for some reason. Mm. Suddenly everybody wanted to shoot with me. I got so many paying jobs. I shot for True Words and, sorry team. And then. And then what else did I do? There was so much stuff that I did. Oh, I shot for Sari as well and did a couple of e-commerce jobs. So, yeah, then suddenly the Cape Town woke up and apparently my look was in for that month before oh. I went to Europe. How weird is that? Or there was nobody else in town, so I was the only choice. <laughs> I, I just find the modeling uh, a weird concept in the sense of, mm-hmm. like, if you, okay. It's not all looks, mm. but the primarily you are based on what you look like. And I find that a very weird concept. And it's uh, because we all deteriorate yeah. as we become older. And it's a bit like... So trying to get work purely based on your appearance is very bizarre. It is. Yeah. is how, it? And how you act and how you dress. And do you and find you that portray. weird? I find it very weird. Okay. Everybody in the industry finds it very weird. Yeah? I think, <laughs> and especially if you like come from a good family, then it's extra yeah. weird possibly. Because you were you were raised from a young age of work hard, do yeah. this, do that, you know, be honest, wake up on time, be early, and these are the things that are going to make you successful. Yes. And then suddenly it's like, no, it's based on what you look like. It's very hard to be proactive in the modeling industry unless it's like, oh, you have to lose a bit of weight or we have to cut your hair or something. You, it's very hard to be proactive. It's much more up to like your agency and what clients are looking for at this at this like period of time. Mm. And if your look falls in line with what a client wants, then you get hired. And if not, you don't get hired. Mm-hmm. So to continue my introduction, so Michaela, I've mm-hmm. known for a very short period of time because uh, she, let's say we studied together and that was about five, six days together. So that's basically how I know you. And mm-hmm. then uh, when I met her, she said that uh, I might not be able to attend because there's some stuff happening and I might be in Italy and then suddenly it's like oh yeah you know it, things are just uh, uh, kicking off and oh yeah I remember one of the days I had to take off because I had to sort out visa stuff mm. for going to Italy exactly and I didn't go to Italy about a month and a half later and um, you're 24 which you just, just told me I just turned 24 happy on birthday on the 26th yes. happy birthday and you said to me now that you have a de- like you you educated Yes. You studied tertiary yes, I have a degree, yes. in a bachelor's of information science. Which uh, university did you do? Uh, tux. Okay, cool place. Yes, actually, I enjoyed it. Not like it's not as cool as Stellenbosch, but okay. it was it was a it's a it's a cool university. And uh, you are from Johannesburg or Pretoria? Pretoria. I and just say I just say Joburg because people like Pretoria, Joburg is the same place. It's yeah, like yeah. an hour drive. And um, the fun sale, does that make you Afrikaans or does yes. that make your dad Afrikaans? No, my, my dad is from the West Coast. Okay. And my mom is from Uppington. So I'm actually supposed to be very Afrikaans. But I went to a English, like, 
preschool, primary school, high school. So I'm like the new breed of English Afrikaans. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because I remember when you were when you were came to study, mm -hmm. I'm like. This girl doesn't sound Afrikaans, but like if I look at your name and your surname, yeah. like it just... No, I can still understand Afrikaans. I can't speak it very well anymore. And uh, I'm... Uh, you're the third lady on my podcast, so we're representing there. Represent. Um, it's unfortunate in the sense of... It's not for lack of trying that there aren't <laughs> women on the podcast. I, I, uh, My conclusion is as such. I think... Women are less egotistical than men in general, uh, which means that they don't have this massive desire to spread their ideas out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, when asked, they generally decline. Mm -hmm. Where men a lot of times are like, you know yes, what? Let me talk about myself for an extended <laughs> period of time. That's exactly what I want right now. I, I, that, that is one of my schools of thought. Uh, I obviously know more men than women so i think if you also look at uh, the amount of people that i invite i think it just generally would be more men but i'm very happy to have you here yeah. if i behave inappropriately because i don't know how to be around women <laughs> on the podcast then just let me know if i'm out of line anyway i want to start talking about what we just started talking about mm -hmm. south africa where we are still judged based on the way we look mm -hmm. rather than our actions and it's not about being pretty or not. It's just about, I think I, I talked to someone the other day and they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I would be able to get you a job, but you would uh, need to shave your beard. And I'm yes. like, a beard still means... It doesn't change anything about you intellectually or your skills. You just have a beard. And it's like my dad still talks about if you have a tattoo, <laughs> it, tell, it, it says something about you. Now, I... Like, I think we're a little bit, uh, yeah. a, like, a generation apart. So, when I grew up, yeah. the Hells Angels, uh, it, well, the, the people that tended uh, to have tattoos were a little bit it was more... Not in the mainstream culture as it is today. Yeah. So, nowadays, you will have a bunch of, like, nice Everybody's folks. like, oh, you don't have a tattoo. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm not having a tattoo based on that. Like, uh, Almost all my friends have tattoos at this stage. Yeah. And you? Not yet, no. Serious about it? I would like to get a tattoo. They're just expensive. So yeah. I'd like to eat before I get a tattoo. <laughs> so get a couple but it's in the pipeline. Okay. Yeah. But um, do you do you also find it but different in Cape Town or Joburg, how people judge you? Because I my oh. experience is that I think Joburg is slightly more open-minded. No. No? <laughs> no, let me tell you, no. It, it really depends on certain what circles. That's a nice alarm. That's yeah, uh, neighbors. It depends what circles you're in. Like in Pretoria, it's very conservative, very like closed. Like if you're in the Afrikaans community, they expect you to behave a certain way, mm. look a certain way. Because my friends back, actually like my kickboxing MMA gym back in Pretoria, they were all like traditional like Afrikaans. They want, they want to get married. They want to have kids. They just want to like be that. They want to go to their church every Sunday. That have a very like... They don't. Their horizons seem to be very small to mm. me. Like me, hang out with them. Like I'm like, yeah. I was I was always pushing like the boundaries. Like being a fighter in it. Like the guys, most of them didn't like it that I was actually fighting at the gym. Most of them, most of the other guys that I had to fight against, they didn't like it. Some of them would be like, no, I don't want to hit a goal, or that. 
and then what else like also studying furthering degree traveling yeah they found it very weird mm. at that stage that i was like looking to all these things and i wasn't happy just being someone's girlfriend or mm. just yeah that i wasn't happy with what they were happy with that. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely this uh, uh, this preconceived idea. But Cape Town idea. is much more open. Yeah? Much, much, much more open. Yeah, I think it it's... It also depends your circles you run in. Yeah, I think that's also true. I think uh, Stellenbosch is only 50 kilometers, but it feels yeah. like a different world down here. It does. It really does. So I think if you're in Cape Town, then it's like whatever. And that's what uh, mm. Anya and I love when we go to actual Cape Town. It's like, oh, you can just be yourself. Yeah. No one cares. And also, especially the circle I run with, like the stylists, the photographers, the other models, hairdressers. Everybody just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Really don't care. If you want to be a shitty human being, we're not going <laughs> to invite you out again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think you're lucky with, uh, you know, it's like if you're a rock star, it's like the more fucked up you look, the almost like the better. Yeah. And I think in, in modeling as well, like if you look unique or alternative or different, mm-hmm. then it, it works in your favor. Then you go back to the, the normal society or the average. But there is like, there is like a circle in Cape Town that's very clicky. Mm. There's like a group of people that you always see at all the parties, at all, yeah. all the bars, all the clubs, you always see them there. And they're like the Cape Town cool kids. They've got like the most Instagram followers. I follow them. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. But it could, it can be like, it's a very cool alternative scene, but they are like clicks, I suppose. So that, the, so there is like a bad and a good sign wherever you go. Yeah. So. What's a good amount of followers to have on Instagram? What do these people have, for example? A good amount would be. Uh, I know. 50,000. So these cool kids chilling at the bar, do you think? I don't really know, but I don't actually look at how many followers people have, actually. But a good amount would be 50. 10. 10,000, 50,000. I know one guy at my modeling agency has got like 90,000. And another one has got like 50,000 as well. But one is like a typical e-boy and another one is a Cape Town surfer guy. So... <laughs> of course they have all those followers on Instagram. They they play up their their looks very well, their what, brand. What's an e boy? E boys like you know emos back in the day. Oh like yeah. Back in my day. Okay. I don't know, you were just looking at them probably like, What are these kids doing probably? <laughs> and it's more like the new age emo where everybody's sad. Okay. And they know they're sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like very those are those people with like the lock necklaces mm, 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 mm. and the hair in their face. I think of uh, Papa Roach, the band, whenever I think of <laughs> <laughs> of uh, emos. Okay, cool. But I assume that that's... <laughs> I watched a documentary mm. recently that really made me understand a little bit how, how show business works. It's the band Oasis. I, guess. Mm-hmm, I assume yeah. you know them. But like they started off playing covers or they played this one cover of the Beatles. Yeah. And they did it because they had to play a 30-minute set and they had about 20 minutes worth of songs. So oh, they would goodness. just repeat this cover over and over until they get to like 30 minutes and oh, then they wow. finish. And it's like, it just sounds like, even if you look at heavy metal bands, yeah. um, it sounds like you just got to play up towards the crowd because that is yeah. how you make money. And you I'm have assuming to find your brand and then use it like my, <laughs> my nickname at my agency is currently Rubbish. 
from like a reference <laughs> to like punk rock era. I don't know because mm. I'm a little on the edge side of the modeling industry. I'm not like the the blue blue eyed blonde hair poppy that's like peach girl. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I I yeah I wear. I don't know. I've got like yeah I've got like different piercings on my ears mm. and I've got dark hair, dark skin, blue eyes. And then yeah, it's just the way I dress and the way I act. Oh, yeah, they they they, my agency decided my brand is uh, like masculine with a sexy edge, and that's what they play up most of the time. Cool. Yeah. And because I've seen some of your pictures on Instagram, it's mm. not like mm. this big glamorous life oh, is no, amazing and no, it's beautiful. Like they, they, I've I've heard people tell me that they they like me because I'm a real person. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's difficult to. I do don't hide myself because, at a stage in my life, I was I don't know in high school I was trying to please a certain crowd and then I don't know I flipped the switch where it's like, if you don't like me, you don't like me. That's fine. If you don't want me around, you're not worth my time. Mm. That's like so. Why must I hide my personality for people? Why must I try and pretend that I've that I'm something I'm not yeah so I won't do but that's quite tough isn't it no once you're fed up enough <laughs> <laughs> you don't care <laughs> cool well that's I thought that's care a lot what other people think about to a point of like where they are deeply broken and unhappy about themselves mm. but yet they will still try and play it up for other people when the other people actually really don't give a damn mm -mm -mm. they really they was like then why are you doing it if not for yourself. Mm. And then, yeah. then they still remain deeply unhappy trying to please other people that really don't care. But do you think, uh, whew, like I'm thinking of, uh, I did this podcast, I think it was number six or number seven. It was with mm -hmm. an army guy and he went to, he did a couple of tours of Afghanistan. And mm -hmm. I said to him, like, if there's, like, I don't want you to say anything confidential. He's like, listen, what's who going to do with the information on an operation mm. that we did 12, 13 years ago? Yeah. And it's almost the same with, uh, I feel like with, what are these people going to do when they know who you really are? Like, how are they going to use that against you? Like, <laughs> it's be like, like you're, you're so and so. It's like, yes, correct. It's like, you like <laughs> this band. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, you know, cool. you like doing this. You like eating that. It's like, how are they going to use that against you? And then it's like, you, you behave, you act as if. If you dress a certain way at a certain party. I remember I got invited to an all white New Year's party by some American friends. And then I showed up. Wearing all black because I didn't own any white. Are you one of those clothes. people? I was like, yes. I was like, because I was going to another party afterwards. Okay, I wasn't okay. an all white party. Yeah. So I was just like, because I just because they were leaving for America like the next two days. Yeah. And so I was like, let me just go and say goodbye. I just got a slight like uh, I skipped a beat when you said all white. I thought like you're meaning like people. No. <laughs> no. All white dress code. No, those parties are so weird. Like rich people in Cape Town love their all white parties, and I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why do you choose this color? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how many Instagram followers do you have roughly at the moment? And how do you gain followers? I think I have about eight hundred. Okay. Which is really not a lot. Okay. <laughs> I'm aiming for a thousand. I think you you just have to be consistent. Post your posts have to be good. 
I don't know if the people look at your profile how they look that's why like feed aesthetic like you post photos that you know won't get a lot of likes but you know will look good in your feed oh yeah like if you open the Instagram profile and you see the first like nine images and how they look together people like oh and then they follow or something Mm. yeah and also if you post on your stories a lot if you interact with people if people know that you're active in your account they tend to follow you because they like following something that they can interact with like if you're if they send if they react on one of your stories and you reply and then you react on their stories and you like their pictures and give them feedback they you get a lot of like good audience engagement which instagram is moving towards they want more engagement not just like counts because people can buy bots Mm. and to like their photos or to have followers like one of my friends on instagram she's got like 1500 followers but she barely gets 50 likes on a picture Mm. and then i only have 800 but sometimes i get 200 likes on a picture so i have a much more engaged audience and have you seen what type of pictures generates more likes because i saw a picture the other day that you posted of uh, you taking almost like a selfie in the mirror where you were very scantily dressed (laughs) and i'm like and i saw how quickly the likes went up on this picture and i'm like and i just felt like (laughs) i I realized this no I don't know. It is what it I is. Just, it is what it is. It's like, <laughs> if I want to post it, I'm going to post it. Oh, sorry. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Good job. You saw me. Scantily dressed. I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me because I've got people have seen me naked on on Camps Bay Beach because I had to do a shoot. So it's like, it's okay. I've but does your know, brain then go, like maybe for, I need to do it's this for more? A job. Oh. Not really because... Those pictures actually get about the same amount of likes, but slightly less than like my photo shoot pictures. Like okay. if I if I just post like a professionally taken photo mm. of myself, <laughs> it sounds so weird. But yeah, then it doesn't really matter. Okay, and you because I think also with yours, what I've now seen, you don't do a lot of hashtags. No. So it's quite generic in the way that you're going about it. Have you mm-hmm. considered? Or are you thinking sometimes maybe I've got a... A hashtag. Hashtags are actually a little bit out of date. Yeah. As you know, uh, you don't actually need them anymore. Because the Instagram, I have a sneaking suspicion they're already using... uh, Oh, they have... Well, maybe, maybe not. But I have a sneaking suspicion that they're already using AI to classify pictures already. Ah. So that you don't need to. So if I like a lot of photos with like... uh, girl clothes shoes the insta ai will be able to determine that there's a girl in the photo it's like it's mainly about like there's shoes there's a Mm. dress with this color and then it'll automatically bring that up on your explore feed because that's happened to me a lot yeah based on what i like because i follow a lot of like fashion people on instagram Mm. any anyone that you think is worth uh, other people checking out that you find it super interesting. Well, my favorite account on Instagram right now is an account literally just called MVB. I love her. I want to be her. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? Oh, she's just this, just this girl that lives her best life. She, I don't know how she did it. She just has like all these followers on Instagram. She gets invited to all these special events by like Saint Laurent and Dior and Chanel. 
and she just lives in New York and that's it it's on social media for a living but is it uh, and then she she falls under the category of influencer, influencer. yeah like and that's what she does yeah, yeah that's a quite a sick life though yeah but her photos are great and yeah her life is very picture-esque yeah yeah but that gets to like the oh, sometimes I like I have to go through all the accounts I follow. I just have to unfollow people that because sometimes you're always like you're always comparing yourself, and that's the dark side of social media. So some days I'm just like, no, this I'm going to this rabbit hole again. So I have to just go and unfollow everybody that makes me feel like I have to change myself. Yeah, and then actually afterwards, when that's not on your feed every single day, you're not looking at those pictures anymore. It actually you don't miss it. You. Mm and you stop comparing yourself you just have to purge mm. and then you i feel better because because in the industry you are you are literally compared to people everywhere you go yeah it's like compared to this girl or that girl uh then or like you, your body's always compared to this girl's or that girl's you're always like when people are choosing you they're comparing you and so it's 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 you you preferably you wouldn't want to carry it over to your personal life like you really have a job that's all that's uh, that's a little iffy on the mental side for people, and it's hard to get a balance for that. It's it's really hard, especially. Yeah, it's just. It's hard if you let yourself fall into that. You have to keep yourself in check about it. But how do you do that? Because oh, it's easy to say it. It's it, like staying it is, in shape. I've I've yeah, I've I've fallen into it a couple of times where I'm just like. Oh, it's like what can you really do about it? You change yourself, and then just working on like your personal happiness level. Normally, I find when I am when I when I am like deeply unhappy with myself, and I compare like myself with other people. That's when it's like when I'm unhappy with where I am, what I'm doing. That's when I've also like compound my unhappiness by looking at other people and looking at their lives and seeing how happy is like why can't i be like that mm. but then it's something like deeper than just like comparing yourself in your own life like when my when one of my relations went bad that's also when i'm like looking at other people why can't i be like that yeah. and, then, and then i see my personal happiness just like and then my self-image just go down the drain and my self-worth just go down the drain and then it it really gets to a point where you just like you you sit in in a in a quiet room for a day by yourself. You're just like I don't want it to be like this anymore. And then I don't know. Then I like I book I book a gym session. I unfollow everyone on Instagram. I I, I call my mom for an hour and cry. I, I I I like I go I treat myself to something nice to eat. And then oh I call a friend and I and I like make it proactive like. Also having a good support system, mm. that is so important. I realize this, like having a support system gets you through a lot of stuff. Like, like even though me and my mom are in two different cities, I know that I always have a support. If, like if I want to call her from Europe, and I just want to cry about stupid stuff. She'll listen to me cry about stupid stuff for like three hours and mm. she'll listen. And also here, like living in Cape Town by myself, you don't know I didn't have friends like I had no friends when I moved to Cape Town mm. so so it was like building up that that thing where you're just like you're by yourself for some, some days I'll just sit in my apartment and just be like 
okay, this is this is me. I don't know who do I call? Who do I call? Yeah. And then yeah, I've built up a really good friend group where I can be like, yo, I'm I've been stuck inside for like four days. Can I just come like sit at your house and work? And they're like, yeah, yeah sure. And that just helps because living, also being with the modeling industry, you're actually by yourself a lot, mm. a lot of the time. And so, I think I lost my train of thought there. You're by yourself a lot of the time. And then just just being in the same physical space as another human being is so comforting as well. Mm. And you also get inside your own head, like you, your thoughts, like, like objectively, if you told them to someone else, they'd be like, no, man come on and then like when you're in just sitting by yourself for like an extended period of time you're just like it just like compounds and accumulates and just becomes more and more and more and more and more and then you're like it has to stop it has to Mm. i don't know because i'm also a very internal person in my head i think a lot yeah but stupid stuff or important stuff i think about a lot of stuff so but do you see other girls or guys that are maybe not as bright as you not having no, no, all no, those I've, internal things. Do you feel like you no, have you it have, more than others? Mm, I have seen it when I moved, when I was in Italy, like my two roommates. I don't know why. We were all going through like a hard time. We were having like breakdowns because that's what happens. You're alone. You're far from home. None of your family is there. So it's like, so they were away from their families, away mm. from their, their homes were only like an hour flight away. I was a 16 hour <laughs> flight away from my home and I still lived by myself at home. So like I was a bit more comfortable being by myself and being myself because they're all incredibly young girls. Like they're 17, 19 years old, 20 years old. And me coming in there being 24, I'm considered old for a model. No way. Very old. I'm considered old, yes. No way. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> 24 is still very young and now i and i don't look 24 apparently i look more 20 so that Mm -hmm. that plays up for me as well which is nice and i've seen i've seen it happen if you don't if you don't identify it and address it like your own like if you don't address like the thoughts you have if you just like use other coping mechanisms to deal with it then it's not going to get fixed Mm. And then it's not sustainable, really. Yeah. So the the touchy t- uh, subject I always feel when you mm-hmm. talk to the the pretty people in the modeling industry is food. But I would assume oh. that there's not that much food being consumed. No, there actually is. Yeah. When I was in Europe, I ate like <laughs> like a beast. You don't understand. I don't know how I came back. I left. I left uh, one size from from th- they measure you before you go, and then you yeah. go to Europe and then your European agency measures you when you get there. And then wherever you go, as soon as you get there, they measure you and then they put your measurements on your card and then that's how you advertise to people. Okay. And so I came back. But like if Cape you talk Island, about measurements, it's like... Hips, waist, bust. That's it. Yeah. And then you got to stay at that. Yes. You have a responsibility to stay there. It all depends. And if they see yeah, yeah. something, they'll come over. Because the reason I mentioned food yeah. is that food and emotional stability are oh, yeah. very I, good I friends. Am, I am a stress eater, I will say. Like, if I get anxious, I just want to snack. Okay. <laughs> I just want to eat. And then what do you snack on? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Last week, I had, I, had a bad, I had a bad day. I was stuck inside all day. And I was web diving. And I just got stuck on a problem. It was stressing me out so bad. So I went to Woolworths and I bought myself two packs of chuckles. 
And I just ate those. Two packs of what? Chuckles. What the hell is but chuckles? Don't you know what chuckles no. is? You know those tumble, tumbles things? Maybe maybe that's a bit more. Maybe. Tumbles, it's like milk-covered malt biscuits. Ah, There's okay. little balls and they're crunchy. Or like, they're almost like Astro's. Almost like Astro's, yes, okay, but a cool. little bit chunkier than Astro's okay, without okay. the candy coating. Mm. I bought myself like a co- coconut ice version and just a normal chuckles <laughs> version. And I just ate that. <laughs> And that's okay. It's perfectly okay to have yeah. days like those. But then you're like, but it's nice. It's just like it's it's like a hug from the inside. I would I would love to be one of those people a that hug don't from emotionally the inside. eat. That's like the uh, new marketing no. pitch that they've got to use for this. Especially with chuckles. I'm I'm a sucker for chuckles. But yeah, I was just I, was, I don't know. I was I was fed up. I was like. You can put on your next Instagram photo a picture with chuckles, and then you do like the caption yeah. can be a hug from the inside. Oh no, I already put it on my story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, but let's get on to this topic mm-hmm. of eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, very respectfully. It doesn't yes. look like you eat a lot. And you look yeah. slimmer than what when you yeah. did. And I know when when I met you, when you yeah. said you're big into MMA or you used to because you yeah. build too much muscle and that's yeah. not good for you. And then when I went to go look at your feet, you said that you carry a lot of muscle in your legs. Yes. And then I actually saw one picture with you, I think in the back garden, with your gloves and i could actually see that you do carry a lot of muscle mm-hmm. but like to look like this i would assume you have to eat less or is that less exercise different I lifestyle to, i changed the way i eat it and i also changed the type of exercise i did okay but i wouldn't say i eat unhealthy like i don't eat like i don't under eat i'd okay. say that like i don't starve myself Mm-mm-mm. Like, I don't eat a piece of chocolate cake every day. That's the thing. Yeah. And I don't, I try to well, cut, anyone, I don't cut no up. No one should be eating <laughs> a piece <laughs> of chocolate cake every day. And then, oh, how I eat is just like, cut out like any processed things. Like I cut down on sugar. Mm. I don't, I realized that I really don't, well, my body reacted badly to dairy. Okay. So I cut that out from my diet and I feel a lot better. So I drink soy milk. But and do I, you follow any like keto diet or anything specific or you just... No, it's just I eat the type of foods I like. So cool. also in my body, I don't like a lot of meat except ostrich. I love ostrich meat. And then I don't, I love fish, but but I, can, I, I only, I buy the like tinned pulchards and the tinned tuna because <laughs> I eat at a very ad hoc basis. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like in my, I have to eat what's in my fridge. I have to, otherwise it's going to go bad. That's mm, like, mm. I also, I love eggs and toast. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I eat salads and I eat a lot of beans. Mm. Yeah. So I make sure it's balanced. Yeah. Like yeah. get you, get your protein, get your carbohydrates, get your fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as if I want to have a treat meal every now and then I can. Yeah. Like if I want to go, I had pasta and wine on my birthday and it was great. And yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> that thing about like, like if, if, I don't know. I just, I just eat. Yeah. Yeah. But in Europe, when I was in Europe, I ate like crap. Because I think on average, I walked about 13 kilometers a day. Okay. Every day I was in Europe. Why? You didn't want to spend money on public transport? Or? No, it's because I, I just had a lot of free time. So I okay. walked everywhere. Okay, okay. Like if I had a free day, I would choose like in Italy, I would choose a gelato place like across Milan. And I'll be like, right, this is what we're doing today. Like, okay, six kilometer walk to get some ice cream, six kilometer back to the model apartment. <laughs> and I would like take off the morning and it's like, mm, you did exercise and you got a treat. You're like, yes, yeah. living your best life. 
And then the if you talk about the lifestyle and different types of exercise, mm-hmm. like you oh, went yes. from from like high like, intensity, yes, high intensity, heavy weights, uh, yeah, like lots of running, lots of yeah, lots of uh, like CrossFit esque training, lots of weightlifting, and and eating a lot more actually than I, I like from from where I was. <laughs> To where I am now, that's about a 10 kg weight difference. Okay. It was like from from me fighting from me now. And it's, yeah, and it's like now I basically, I do a lot of Pilates, a lot of yoga, a lot of hiking, a lot of walking from what I, also boxing. Mm -hmm. I do still go to the odd like boxing training, but I realized it wasn't like really the type of exercise that I was doing. It was, it's. The, the walking and the low intensity stuff like helps more with fat burn because it keeps your heart in a certain heart rate zone mm. which is better for fat burning when you get it like above 130 or like certain percentages like 60 or 70 percent of your max heart rate it goes more into the cardiovascular fitness and then that's where people like i run all the time but i don't lose weight like yes you're burning more calories but parts of those calories are not targeted towards fat burn because mm. when you exercise at a lower heart rate your body like has the time to process fat cells instead of processing immediate energy like the carbohydrates you ate for breakfast or something like that. Mm. Yeah. But where do you? So does the modeling agency teach you this, or you have a natural interest no, this in is that? What, no, this is what I learned while I was fighting. Okay. So it's quite a nice skill to have to translate <laughs> over because then, oh goodness, whenever my agency has has a model that needs advice or assistance with like lifestyle or eating choices. They always send them to me, so I, and so I'm always happy to help because because yeah. I do it. I I like to think I do it in a very healthy way, very wholesome way. That's not mm-hmm. very restrictive. Like, oh, you can have like two boiled eggs and you can smell an apple for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you have to do, like hours and hours of cardio, or like you have to cut out this, 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 and this. I always ask them. It comes for me. It came down more to eating habits. Like mm-hmm. I had a tendency for some reason to eat whole meals between my actual meals and I was just eating when I wasn't actually hungry so I I had to go through like a hard time where I had to just like relearn my body's cues for like hunger and fullness it's all intuitive eating and I me and my sister watch this YouTube channel it's called Abby's Kitchen I think and she's a dietitian and she talks about like intuitive eating and listening to your body and what it needs which is basically you get to a mindset mindset where you eat basically whatever you want. Mm. But you remain like, some people are going to be like, but whatever I want is like a cheeseburger and like a whole cake every day. Mm. It's like, yes. But then when you get to a point, well, wouldn't then it's like there's this whole argument. You shouldn't actually call it intuitive eating. You should call it mindful eating. Just being mindful about what I what I put into my body and like, looking you have to look at like the calorific density of things so i would instead of uh, having a slice of bread i would replace it with like a big pile of spinach because like 100 calories worth of spinach is like almost like five kilograms of spinach maybe and compared to like 100 calories of bread which is a slice of bread so it's more like volumetric eating in a way like making choices based on that Mm. like eating lean protein eating more veggies instead of processed carbohydrates so yeah but then did you study that uh, by talking to people at the gym or online or no, combination actually, it was, mm, like what i've learned at the gym well my time in fighting did you actually did you go to f- like 
Yes, I've competition. Yes, yes, yes. You have like a record, like a uh, four and O or no, like ten and O. I didn't do that. I did a lot of tatami mat competitions, where it's, it's just it's really it's just like foam mats on the floor, and you have to fight somebody on the foam mat. Okay, that's how kickboxing is. Also, yeah, and then for jujitsu, you also fight on the same tatami mats, even though you throw each other to the ground, and it's like ow, it's like it's like this thick. It's like not more than like four centimeters thick. Oh, is it like the what you have in like your judo, either judo for two or three years? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah, those tatami mats. Yeah, it yeah. it it's it's there to break the the break harshness the, of the fall, but yeah, not it's like the fall. So you're not falling on concrete. You're supposed to know how to fall, basically. Exactly. <laughs> so, but so you competed at that. Mm-hmm. No way. I never got to compete in a ring, even though. While while I was fighting, my my coaches were really like hoping that I would eventually become more serious in fighting. Mm. But I just oh. it it came to a point where I just wasn't enjoying it anymore, and my gym had changed so much from when I started. Like I was at that gym for almost I think yeah almost ten years of my life. I trained there almost. I think about more more eight seven or eight years but what got you into that because a lot of people get into fighting because they were bullied like this i think no. a ten, trend like that no i was never at school i was never physically bullied i was bullied but never physically bullied because girls they 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 talk they're meaner yeah, than they, mean. <laughs> they won't mean. hit you they'll just say mean it's things. too easy to punch like, someone it's like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me no, destroy how? you emotionally for a year yeah exactly <laughs> Oh yeah, sticks and stones and break my bones, <laughs> but words will emotionally cripple me for the rest of my life. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually uh, me and a bunch of my friends wanted to be badass and start like training in kickboxing <laughs> or MMA at the time. For us, we we're like 13, 14 year olds. You're like, yeah, super peppy and super hype about <laughs> stupid things. And so like, yeah, let's do this. And so we all went and it's like, it was our group's things. Like, yes, mm-hmm. we all go go to the M- go to the MMA classes and see each other and train with each other but then it ended up they all like kind of fell to the wayside and then I got super hype about it. I was like yes this is for me this is my sport yeah and so like I got super into it yeah and then I competed well the first like th- two three years of me training they were just training because it was fun they mm. didn't want me to compete yet because we had a different set of trainers mm. gosh I've, I've i've i was actually at that gym longer than some of the trainers my goodness so a new trainer came and i'm like what do you need to know mm. <laughs> i was like no they made this joke that i was older than the furniture there ah. yeah and yeah that's how i got into it and i just uh, yeah but I is there and which side of uh, mma do you li- enjoy more like uh, anything specific or you just like the combo like jiu-jitsu really grappling like yeah the actual the the kickboxing like the stand-up like what do you what you're like uh, what are you good at and what do you enjoy most oh i really just like mma as a whole but i do i enjoy all the different martial arts but my favorite one has to be brazilian jiu-jitsu mm. because for the main reason that I could beat up men that were like 60 kilograms heavier than me. And that Why? was like, ooh, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> ooh. No, that's it's like, it would, I, would, I would hurt a couple of men's egos. And I don't know, that's appealing to me for some um, reason. You enjoyed that. They would be like, they would look at me. It's like, no, man, I'm going to hurt her. I was like, 
yeah me too <laughs> i'm gonna hurt you but and uh, do yeah. you have a do you did you do the belt or just I you learn kickboxing but i did some kickboxing gradings i got up to about green belt which is about halfway up okay. the belt system and i think the last time i graded kickboxing was about four years ago and oh. do you miss it kickboxing or jiu-jitsu or just going to the gym and doing mma and I'm, hanging out with the crowd i've changed so much over the years that i just I don't know. I don't enjoy it anymore for some reason. I still have the skills. I d- one thing I do find fun, like I, I want to like, actively work more. And I think I do want to start getting back into kickboxing and boxing, but not so much jujitsu anymore. Even it's sad because it was something I really loved, and I based like my identity off of that. I was like mm. the fighting girl because I was the only girl at that gym at that stage. Mm. And I was like competing with the guys and then I don't know I just don't enjoy it anymore mm. for various reasons like I've changed things have happened in my life I've had life experiences mm. and yeah. I would love to uh, join a gym when I go overseas mm. and I actually have a little bit more structure in my life and I have a little bit um, I think it's a I've just never joined jiu-jitsu because mm-hmm. of my bad spine. And it's like now that the spine is getting better, I don't... I'm scared yeah. of people's egos. And oh, uh, the only time I've ever gotten injured in any of my martial arts class open is the cat is freaking out. <laughs> Sorry, if uh. that was my cat <laughs> jumping and it's my fat cat and it's... <laughs> Sorry. No, they are. No, you get... You come across guys with egos and that's when you get injured. Mm. So it's very important to like make sure who you're training with mm. does not have an ego because that's how I got injured a lot. That's yeah. how I broke my nose. That's how I like injured my knee. That's how I hurt my back because mm. the guys weren't aware of what they were doing. They were mm. more concerned with what they were doing rather than training yeah. properly with a partner. And uh, like I, I struggle with uh, trusting people to a certain... Like I don't mind trusting people, but I really got to know you. I think that's mm. quite a fucking redundant statement. Obviously, I got to know you to trust <laughs> you, but um, I'm quite scared. And a from big, all... Hmm? A big rule of thumb in the, ju- in the jiu-jitsu uh, like training space world Typically, the higher belts are the nicer ones. Okay. So the white belts are the ones with egos. Okay. Because they're the ones that just started. Yeah. So if you if you don't feel comfortable with like your back situation, rather ask a purple belt or brown belt or even black blue belt even, because mm. they are the people that have been training. And it's really harder, much harder to get a belt in jujitsu because there's only about five. There's white, blue, purple, brown, black. Mm. And with blue, there's four stripes. With purple, there's four stripes. And then with black belt, there's 10 stripes. Like, mm-hmm. you can be a 10-degree black belt. So, like, those people have been in it longer. And typically, you don't survive if you have an ego in any martial arts. Yeah. That's the cool thing about martial arts. Mm-hmm. It, it eradicates. Because I joined a gym recently because I moved off the farm where mm-hmm. my uh, my um, exercise regime consisted of cutting trees down. Oh, yes. So that's Sounds what like I... good exercise regime. So... Uh, <laughs> So I just cut trees down and I created my little own boxing gym oh. in this field that I... Yeah. So I used to like by myself and then cut trees down and chill with the dogs and it's mm-hmm. like solo and there's no one around. And now I joined the gym down the road here and it's yeah. so weird for me to be around people and then see their behavior and it's like... 
and I'm a little bit self-conscious at the boxing bag now. Yeah. Like doing the boxing bag in front of people that is not even there for it's just weird. It's like mm. I like to be by myself, just do my mm. thing and enjoy it. And uh, you like people look at you. Well, it's not so much that. It's just like I think if it was a if it was a boxing or a kickboxing gym and you're yeah. busy doing kickboxing, but there's like people doing their CrossFit shit, and then there's right. the like cycling, and then there's the and then there's this one fucking idiot no, kicking a bag. Don't worry, I'm also I I don't like doing any kickboxing or boxing related things at the gym <laughs> at the at the Virgin Active. No. <laughs> No, I go to I go to a proper gym if I want to do like boxing or kickboxing. Yeah, so uh, it is it's it's quite weird, but it's um, but anyway, I bumped into a guy at the gym the other day, and I or oh, I was in the sauna, and uh, I checked like, ah, oh, there's a guy boxing, and I haven't seen people boxing, so I went up to him afterwards. I was like, dude, I'm looking for a boxing partner, and you're the first guy that I see boxing, so maybe we can like uh, come come to the gym together, you yeah. know, and. Uh, but yeah, maybe when I go overseas, uh, uh, get into the jiu-jitsu. What I want to ask you is, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I don't want to get to the pictures yet. Yeah. But um, when it comes to modeling, mm-hmm. or actually before that, no, no, fuck it. Let me just compartmentalize. <laughs> I get, I get to this point. I had it the other day as well. I was like, I've got like a million questions that I got to ask, and I'm like, which avenue? I heard you say that on the on, on your podcast with the trauma surgeon. Mm. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed with what goes on in my brain, and oh, I'm yeah. like, which avenue do you want to take? Um, what do you like and not like about modeling? Because I was thinking earlier, yeah. like, do you do you sometimes feel like a piece of meat rather than? And I added, I I don't know if you know London, but London has a little area called Soho, and Soho mm-hmm. is where all the gay men hang out. Yeah. And I worked there for about two and a half years, and that was the first time I realized men are a little bit different, gay or straight men. Men are just a little bit weird when or different when it comes to letting someone know that I like the way you look. So I actually started feeling like, oh, people are checking me out. Where women do it more like subtly or something. Oh no! If it, if if <laughs> it's so funny when when a guy tells you it's like, hey, you're you're, you're like whatever, whatever. They come on you look, you're like, great, means nothing to me. I don't know. Uh, but when another girl like says you're pretty, you're like, I owe you my life. <laughs> But do you know. feel at the agency that people are looking at you almost as a commodity as, rather than a You have to human? understand, yes, you are. Okay. You are what they make money off of. The people they have the agency, you have to understand that. And my agency, I love them so much. They, they understand that they let you, they're very straight with you because they want you to succeed. My, our, my agency is very small. There's about 60 people on the board. And they're looking at boss or ICE, there's over 900 people on their boards. So, like, how are you supposed to give individual attention to all those people? How are you supposed to further their careers? And so I'm very appreciative with where I am with the, in the South African industry with my agency. I love them to death. I took them, I took cookies to them today <laughs> because it was my birthday and I said I'd bring them a treat, so I took them some, some cookies. Okay. And so they're very straight with you. But, you, yes, you have to understand you are a commodity. They make money off of you. But then, yeah, this thing, you just have to understand that. And then you're fine. It's like, it's like any career. It could work out, could not work out. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You must at least try. And how did you get into it? I just sent an email because... 
<laughs> just send an email. <laughs> yeah, basically. So wanna uh, be a model? No, send them an email. No, because most of my life, people be like, "You're pretty. You should try modeling." I was mm. like, "Okay." So I was in university. I was like, "Let me try. Let me send some emails." And then I sent to Boss and Ice, and then Boss was kind of interested, and then they, then none of them wanted me, and then I was like. I knew about Fan Jam, but I never sent them an email because they were in Cape Town. And I was like, why do I want to sign with the agency in Cape Town when I'm based in Joburg, Pretoria? And then I just like, I was like, let me give this a shot. Mm. And so I like took the leap of faith and I sent them an email. And then they were like, next time you're in Cape Town, please come see us. And so the next time I was in Cape Town was for my cousin's wedding. And then I went in, they handed me a contract, signed me what and now it's been a year later but like at which point did you think and how does the mental process work of i actually think i have to look for a model Mm -hmm. like where did that come up and how did that come up and how do you find the confidence to send an email it's (laughs) because i've sent those it came from like oh the other places don't want me like, I was, I don't know, I was happy with myself, or I just, I wanted to see, like, because I like them as an agency, they have, yeah. like, one of our girls, Ansulet, she was on the cover of Vogue, she's been in Vogue so many times, she walked with Chanel, another girl, Shanae, she, like, did almost every fashion week last mm. year, she went from New York to London to Milan to Paris, like, in, like, hop, hop, hop fashion fashion sorry i hit the microphone <laughs> and they're doing so well so like i thought like what is this caliber of agency yeah they they're but absolutely what, amazing but what happened that you thought that maybe i could do this I that don't, people I don't tell think because yeah. to, to from my side when uh when everyone signed mm. up for the course i'll be like okay please put a picture of yourself so we can start building a teamwork and maybe some of you guys and when you posted i was i went to anya and she used to work in show business mm-hmm. i was like don't you think this girl looks like she could be a model? Like, she just has the features. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. this classic-looking features and stuff. But do you know that growing up that you have that? Or do people tell you and then you're like, oh, maybe? External validation always helps. Okay. But if at the end of the day, if you don't like how you look, you're never going to like... If you don't believe it in yourself, that you will be able to sign... Because, like, when, when I sent an email, I half believe, like, no, they're not going to get back to me. It's not going to happen. And that's also okay. Mm. Then I just carry on with my life because I've got other things going on. But if you, if you really, like, dislike yourself that much, you probably won't send the email in the first place. Yeah. And, you, and in general, you should not hate yourself. <laughs> you should like who you are. But, yeah, I just thought, let me just give this a try. Yeah. Because that's that's also my mentality towards most things. Like I'll I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the contract that they gave you is that like um, mm-hmm. it's like we're gonna give you an apartment, but you're gonna get paid for each job that you do, or like you gotta move with your own money down to Cape. How does that work then? Well, they, you can be based anywhere. That you must just let them know. Okay. Well. Well, they don't provide. You have to be pretty self-sustaining, whether it be 
be from the modeling or from other things. Like I also do web development, also working as a waiter right now. So that, that keeps me going. And if I get work from modeling, it's also very nice. The thing about modeling is that, oh, in my contract, oh, let's not talk about contracts. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All I know is that it's a two-year contract, so I've got another year with them, okay. and if they want to extend, it's fine. Yeah, but there's a, from what I gathered is there's quite a a big leap of faith to come mm. down from Joburg to Cape Town. It is a leap of faith, and it has. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> except for like six months last year, I was basically couch hopping, so it's fine. <laughs> I moved. I moved about eight times last year. All my stuff. Eight times. <laughs> It's like once at a stage. Oh, I didn't stay in one place longer than three months. And in the last four months of the year, I didn't stay in one place. Oh, no, wait, wait. In November, December, I didn't stay in one place longer than three weeks. Mm. So I was like all my stuff, though. All my stuff I had to move. Yeah. So now you're fine? I'm fine. I've I've enjoyed staying in one place longer than a month. <laughs> <laughs> and... um. And the, the, what, what is the, uh, the stuff that you like and don't like about this? And I, we're not going to talk yeah. about this forever because yeah. I'm quite curious about this, um, yeah. this other side of you that's uh, from your university and then this web designer because that's yeah. also like how many people are doing that. Yeah. Okay, so the stuff that I like about modeling, like what I've learned, like the traveling, the people I meet, the, the shoots I do, like the pictures that come out of that, the creative process behind all that. Mm. Like it, it's like it's taught me hard lessons, but those are the lessons that I appreciate the most. It teaches you like what you actually need in life and who you actually are. Yeah. Like when you travel with such bare bones, like to a completely new place with you don't know anybody, you don't have anything. It teaches you what you really want and what you actually need from like right now mm. and like you don't have time like you don't like have time for things that like you don't need or don't want essentially you you learn what where you want to spend your time what you actually find important because you're t totally uprooted in such like a sudden sudden time because that's how it happens it never happens like oh slowly go no you're gonna be like you get a week's notice you're like yo get yourself there and you need to pack like one or two bags you're yeah. going to stay there for like a couple of months and then it really teaches you how to purge things you don't need from your life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then what else do i like yeah I just in the industry there's like so many like more open people to like just being friendly like all the international people i've met are so much more open to connecting with you than people that are living in a bubble like how i said with my friends living back home like their horizons are very small they just they have their idea of what they want in life and then like anything that's outside that they're not interested mm -hmm. and so they're not very open to connecting with new people and with within the industry like traveling everybody's by themselves mm -hmm. so you're just looking for friends and so like all the models were, were all just like do you want to be my friend you're like yes <laughs> And so that's that's a big I like I've met so many great people from modeling and I miss them so much and they're all back in Europe and I just have to be like Hi guys <laughs> I just see them I just follow them on Instagram. Yeah. And okay, and the things I don't like about modeling. Hmm. Let me think. Yeah, the not like how not like how they Com how I'm like how the clients compare to me to other people but sometimes how 
I feel about myself in the industry, like how it makes me feel. Mm. And I know it's not, this is all like completely up to me. It's from like how I feel about myself is like completely up to me. And sometimes like, like going to, to castings and not getting jobs for extended period of time, like worrying about your, like what you could get hired for, what you're not hired for, like how many jobs you're getting. Are you successful enough? Is there anything like coming my way or it's like, that's where it's like very hard to be proactive. You want to further yourself in your career, but it's very hard to, and then you just have to, you have to practice patience and not let yourself fall into negative thought patterns. Mm. Like, Oh, you didn't get the casting. That's fine. Go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they didn't like your walk. Okay, fine. You don't like your look. Okay. Somebody else will. Don't take it personal. Yeah. It's not, it's nothing. Yeah. If you take it personally, that's exactly like, I don't know why I didn't say that. Don't take anything in the industry personally. If you do, you're going to wreck yourself mentally. Yeah. And that's happened to me. And, and is, yeah. does any of your personality help to get certain jobs or it's purely based on your look? Because I'm assuming that different personalities can do different types of shoots. Well, or is that just you me can, being you uh, inexperienced be, in the in, in TVCs, yes, it helps. Yeah. And also when you see clients, if you have a, person, uh, a pleasant personality, they're more likely to hire you. Okay. I know I've worked with a couple of people that I've done t- free test shoots on. But then I've gotten a paid shoot, like a paid job, yeah. working with like a stylist that I work with on a free shoot or a photographer I work with on a free shoot. But they put like, oh, they, they sit there and like, okay, when they decide on the models, they see, oh, Michaela, we've worked with her before. She's mm. really good. She's really nice. Yeah. Look at her photos. They're like, yes, her. Bring her in. So like, that's what happens. Like if people have pleasant memories of you, they're more likely to want to work with you oh, again. Okay. Yes. Okay. So let's, uh, uh, but quick- it is hard to like portray your personality in like a 30 second casting. You're just like, hi, this is me. What? Hi, me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's a 30 second casting? How oh, does it's that not, work? It's, not a, it's just a general casting. They basically want to see you in real life, take a photo of you, take a video of you, get a card from you. Okay. And then you leave. And that's a casting okay sometimes they'll 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 want you to walk for them if it's for a runway they'll want you to act a little bit if it's for a tv commercial mm. but a lot of the castings are a little bit out of date because most of your marketing is done done online through your agency's website so back in the day when you had to like you got like a phone call in the morning and you're like your agency is like well, you have to phone them to get like where you have to, okay, you've got this casting because that's, yeah. didn't have the internet. So you have to yeah. show up in person. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be there at four o'clock today. Yeah. And then it's like all about getting there. Yeah. Um, fuck, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at some of your pictures, but let's uh, quickly go through them because I asked Michaela to uh, drop me 10 pictures that she oh, yeah, likes. <laughs> And uh, my favorite ones. And uh, she sent me a couple of pictures, and uh, hopefully at this point uh, I'll edit them into the to the video. But let's do uh, this one first. Oh yes, that so, one. So uh, it's supposed to get bigger. So explain this picture. This is the one test shoot I did in Paris, and I remember that was it was a really fun shoot. This was actually after. Like, the shoot was actually finished, but they were like, can we do this, like, cafe look mm. of, like, a really moody Parisian <laughs> smokes moody. a pack a day, lives off espresso, <laughs> has, like, hates her boyfriend. Yeah. Like, 
But it does look like you have a slight smirk behind everything as well. Like there seems to be a happiness there as well. Well, Are you a smoker? No, I'm not. Is it weird to hold a cigarette if you're not a smoker? None of us were smokers. And so we had to like find, it's it's Paris. So we were like, can we please have a cigarette? (laughs) Where like four came to us. And yeah, no, no, I'm not a smoker. Because um, I've got this thing of uh, Mm -hmm. when I watch movies, I'll be like, not a real smoker. Not a real smoker. Because I used to smoke and I quit like five years ago. I smoked like 12 years and I quit like four or five years ago. Maybe longest. I think it will be six years uh, end of this year, and uh, and you can see a guy that's or a lady that's not a real smoker a mile away. Yeah. But I must say, uh, when I have to give you a score for holding your no, cigarette, yes. I'll give you a solid nine out of ten. Really? Oh, my mother was <laughs> my mother was a smoker. Yeah, so I've learned from the best. <laughs> and then, um, at which point do you get over it? Being aware that you're doing a shoot in public. Does that I ever feel like the first, like after, uh, like the first shoot you do in public, you're like, actually, I've never had a problem. It was more like in the studio I had a problem because everything was focused on me. Mm. And like, I was, <clears throat> it's like, I was the biggest factor in the photo. But when you're outside and you're working with a good photographer, it really doesn't matter. Like if other people look, you're there doing a job. Yeah. Like I see it as a job. So it doesn't really matter what other people think of me. Also, mm. I don't have a big tendency to care about what other people are thinking of me when yeah. I'm in public. <laughs> so. And then when you said that you did the... It was a camp spray that you were like semi-nude. Yeah. Does that make you self-conscious? Because well, they're very, uh, they were very respectful about it. They're like... The only time that you're like naked is when is when you're actually in front of the camera. So they'll they'll put a jacket over you. And then it's like, okay, time to shoot. You get out there. They take the photos. Dude, because you already pre-plan the poses when you're like that, oh. and then you're like, okay, cool, and they put. So the you actually back plan on. like, I want mm-hmm. you to roughly sit like this, cool. Yeah. And then they take you to the camera. This is what you look up. Can you do okay. this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but so they're all cool. very all every time I've had to be somewhat nude in the studio, they're all very respectful. Mm. Because um, I obviously follow this. I read a lot of news and I listen to a lot of podcasts and there is this big Me Too movement. Mm. And uh, I had my first experience the other day where I was like, um, it's always been something that's been uh, overseas Mm -hmm. because I'm not in an industry where I really see this. It's not like Harvey Weinstein is sitting. No, we're very fortunate in in Cape Town. We don't have a lot of iffy characters. We really don't. The Cape Town modeling scene is very different compared to modeling scene anywhere else in the world. Okay. Like, we actually treat like human beings here. All right. So that's one thing. Because there's an article that I want to read later today, but it's um, something that's been Mm -hmm. coming uh well documented is when this Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. said that um doing the nude scenes and the sex scenes was quite uh uncomfortable thing and it's yeah. become quite well documented how crass people are with women being naked on set and now there's all this uh, the SAG the SAG they got mm-hmm. like new rules and there's like and I'm like I thought it was always like that and then you like oh. hear the way it, it's like even the lighting guy's friend is on yeah. set type of thing. No, luckily in the modeling agency, especially with my agency, I have an amazing agency. If you're uncomfortable with something, you just phone them and they'll phone the client to be like, this is not on. And the, what, okay. the worst that can happen with the client is like they completely ban their client from from booking other models ah. from the agency. So that's, you know, you've got a good 
a good agency when when they look out for you like they won't let certain photographers shoot for you shoot with you even though even though yeah he's like famous or but mm. they know that he that he's like iffy Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. he or she whatever yeah it sounds like um mm-hmm. i spoke to not on a podcast but i spoke to a masseuse the other day and mm-hmm. it seems that all the masseuses somehow in stellenbosch they phone each other and they'll be like oh, this yeah. guy is gonna do something dodgy like they have like this masseuse yeah. code and it's like we'll let each other know if and there's guys that are banned yeah. and etc et no, but i haven't i haven't come across anybody like that in my times yet everybody's mm. everybody all the creatives i made have been very respectful very very kind mm. very generous next picture oh yeah that's that's from the same shoot so. that was that's from the same shoot just different look that was the actual look that they wanted to shoot me okay yeah and then where does the wardrobe change happen is there like a oh we, we i went to the airbnb and then i got styled there and then we went to the luxembourg gardens in paris mm. and then we shot there and then so like cold. what do you call this look when they said we want you to look like and what do they how oh, do they oh, express they say that like they they see photos from your portfolio and they're like oh we like when you when you lift up your 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 chin and then you can see the jawline because if i lift up my chin my cheekbones and my jawline become very like more pronounced mm. and my eyes look bigger and and then the, the, the emotion, or is there an emotion in cold. here? Cold. I was very cold. Is that the emotion oh, that they yeah. call it? And what do you like of your facial features? If you had to choose stuff that you like about your features. I like my cheekbones a lot. Yeah. And my eyes. Cool. Yeah. And like what that. happens with these clothes once you're done? Oh, they, they, you buy them from Zara <laughs> and then you return them. All, all those clothes still have the labels on. That's how, that's how stylists work. When they want to do a test shoot, they buy those clothes yeah. and then they return them and ah, they get a refund. Okay, okay. Yeah, but then I wear them. I think and we, so we're all very careful about the clothes. Always like, we have something around here somewhere like, um, I don't know if you know Glamour magazine. Mm-hmm. So they did a shoot and Anya was the producer for that. Ooh. And um, they brought some very nice stuff over mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah and then it's like <laughs> you have to yeah. handle it with lots of care <laughs> lots of care and uh, like a boss in poland was this big celebrity like um mm-hmm. her name was uh, dita gurniak which is she's like the whitney houston almost of poland like this really big celebrity oh, and goodness. then it's also like mm-hmm. anya would get all these amazing dresses from the different designers and stuff and then it's in like in the apartment and it's like this is holy for the next three four days and <laughs> it's like nothing can happen when, to these clothes yeah that was obviously pre-cat days anyway <laughs> so uh i think anya said she like i think it was this picture i th- i think this one i feel like that and is, this one oh, yeah, the, that anya said she really likes but let's go into this one. Oh yeah that was the, from the one test shoot i did in italy okay and um you look younger in this picture compared to the previous two. Yeah. Is that correct observation? Or do you it's, agree? It's like, it's like three weeks apart. Yeah, but would you say you look slightly younger yes, in this one? Yes, because I didn't have any makeup on. Ah, okay. And the emotion here? Look angry. I had to be very on brand. I was like, yeah, wearing a bodysuit with my leather jacket. And then I also had like boots on. So you have to be like, you have to have some attitude. And that's like... 
what that whole shoot was about. Well, I, that's like the most on-brand image I have, my agency says, well. It's like what they want me to look like. Okay, this is what they want to yeah, push that's you how as. They, yeah, it's yeah. If you this badass. Screen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really? That's actually my own leather jacket that I took there. Yeah, well. what the brand uh, jacket is that? Pierre Cordon. Is that nice? It is very nice, but I thrifted it for like four hundred bucks in Cape Town. So. Why? Because mm-hmm. it was winter and I didn't bring any jackets from, from home down to Cape Town, and I. Originally, it was only supposed to stay in yeah. Cape Town for three months. Okay, okay. Uh, a year later. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had to go buy jackets last year of winter. Okay, and okay. Then, and so I found a sweet leather one that I thrifted. And then cool. I took it with to Italy. Cool. This one, Anya likes this one, I yeah. think, as well. Explain yeah. this one. Oh, that's... It's it's my most memorable shoot. I remember I was staying in Paul at that, at that stage. And then I got test shoot. And then the call time was 4.30 in the morning. But I had to be, yeah, I had to be in Cape Town at about 4.35 for hair and makeup. But so that's before like waking I could up even at get, three. but no, here's the thing. To get to hair and makeup, I didn't want to like drive all the way that early morning. I don't know why. So, so I didn't have to drive all the way. I was going to meet the photographer in Stellenbosch at three o'clock. So ah. I had to get up at two. To leave, to be like to be there at three o'clock, so we could leave by half past three. And you told so me before we started that you like to be awake at late at night. Yeah. So did so you I think sleep I think for the shoot? I think I slept total off. I did. I was. I did try and be good that night. I d- I was in bed at nine. Didn't fall asleep at nine, but I was in yeah. bed at nine. I think I fell asleep at about twelve, maybe eleven, twelve. So I was running. I, Two, three hours of sleep. Yeah. It, but that's fine. I, do, I don't like sleep. I'm like that special type of person that goes to bed late and wakes up early. Like, I'll probably stay up until about one o'clock this morning and I'll be in Pilates at six. Okay. And then still function the whole day. Yeah. yeah. Wait till you're 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. I'll, I'm, I'm capitalizing on this while I have it. I will live life oh, life dangerously now. I'm with sure no there's sleep. some older people saying, wait till you're 40, wait till you're 50. But I think something something in my body happened around about yeah. 25, 26. No, but my dad's the same. He can't sleep longer than six hours a night. Yeah. If he goes to bed at 10, he's awake at three in the morning. Count yourself lucky. I sometimes once a week I've got to do a twelve-hour sleep. Oh yeah, just gotta 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 get those hours in. <laughs> I I yeah. Anyway, so which uh, location is this? That's a Vitsant. Okay. A beach. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm not quite sure. And the the emotion here? Cold. Cold. I was cold. And it looks cold. Yeah, I was cold. I was really just cold. I think that was like the third or second outfit. Okay. That I, that I was wearing. Luckily, I had a coat. No, that was actually the last outfit. I see the shirt now. Yeah, that was the last outfit I was in. I was cold. You should have seen like the photographer and the stylist had like trench coats and scarves and jerseys. Yeah. I was. I had no shoes on. And your hair seems longer here than what it is. Yes, it was. Yeah. After after shortly after that, I had it cut again. Okay. Yeah. And it's so weird to see your old photos of your short hair. Mm-hmm. And they're not only your short hair, the white hair. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, it's like a completely <laughs> me, different... Me when I was in university. Yeah? <laughs> real, like, mm. real, real rebel. 
This one? Mm. Oh, that one was from like one of the first ever shoots that I did. Okay. That was with one of my photographer. And is this yeah. is this freckles? They put freckles on my face. Because yes. I was looking at that. I'm like, it it doesn't come up in any of your other pictures. No, I'm no, like, no. did they put freckles no, on you? No, they put freckles on me. It was a whole toothbrush. They take a toothbrush and they put in like really dark foundation. Then they just spray your face. And what wh what is the... Why do they want freckles on you? freckles are cute. Okay. Simple as that. And the emotion in this picture? I was just trying to figure out this modeling thing. Because it was like, it was... It was the second shoot I've like, no, the third shoot I've ever done Yeah. at that stage of my modeling career. So I was just like trying not to fuck up, basically. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to seem like I'm green because I yeah. really was very green. What does green mean? New. Okay. And the, the hair, what style do you call that? Somebody with a spray bottle. Okay. Oh, yeah. He, he wanted, he, he, he wanted the like wet look across the face because mm -hmm. you get like reference mood board images how, yeah. how you're going to be shooting so mm. yeah but is yeah this is uh this is very cool you look different in this picture than what you do in your this doesn't really look like you i can i know i know scan i, I, I had a crisis i had a crisis a couple of like oh, in december that i don't actually i looked at my portfolio it's like i don't look like this i do not but it's just angles and lighting and makeup it's literally all that like if you look at my portfolio like you would think I look so different in some of the photos yeah. that I just have a crisis. Like I don't, I don't look like that. My body doesn't look like that. I am not this person. I had a crisis yeah. over that. I was like, but I am, and it's hard for me to believe that I can look like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And explain this one. Oh, that's from that's these from the last photo you showed to this photo. It was with the same photographer just a year apart. Because I thought that these two look very similar they shot like by the, the same photographer yeah the not only the the actual like for now yeah. layman trying <laughs> to do like uh, analyze here but from what i look at it's like the angle of the mm. the face is slightly the same you're shooting it almost from like the same angle the yeah. type of emotion that you're putting out there uh. and then obviously the the lighting and then the mm. post-production all of that i was like but these beauty shoots are usually all about the makeup so okay so yes, my face stays the same. So this, <laughs> what, what more do you want from me? <laughs> That's my face. No, no, no. But, so like, if you look at this one, the how long does this makeup take to accomplish? That, that because of the red lips, it and the eyeliner, it took. It depends on makeup artist to makeup artist. Some sometimes we're doing like supernatural take like half an hour. That I can't really remember, but I don't think I was in the chair, because they were adding on to a look. So I already had like my face already done with foundation and powder. And so they were just adding the the eyeliner and the lips. Okay. And so it, it didn't take longer than 20 minutes, I don't think. Okay. We're just, ooh, yeah. Because I would it's say... It's not too long. Because first thing that made me think that you've got like the model look was is your lips. And mm. I, I don't know if you get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. But you don't see that as one of your main no, features. No, I do know I've got really big lips. Like if... Oh, some Americans came, my American friends, when they saw me, they were like, they asked me if I had fillers in my lips. Yeah. Because people in America and Europe don't naturally have lips this they're big like if they're pure thin. European. Yeah. Yeah. They look like they're stressed out. <laughs> These tight lips. <laughs> mm. This one? Uh, I chose that one because uh, 
that is like it's a very professional looking photo but that was just shot in my apartment and i was literally holding up a bottle of water and my phone light (laughs) like this like you think you think like yes but imagine me going like this yeah yeah yeah, at the same time trying yeah so getting back to this uh, the previous red photo what's the emotion or the what are you showing here well you actually like you you because it's weird to see you the cold person rebel in red because that's quite a warm yeah what emotion are you actually channeling i don't know really do you ever connect with some of those emotions like when you're trying to show it or is that just something that depends on the photographer and like the vibe that's going on on the shoot yeah or like they'd like do do a frown or like look Mm. happy most of the time they don't ask you to smile most time you do get some smiley photos yeah but most time you just play with angles of your face and how Mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah and then this one with the water bottle i was i was trying to look a little angry like you do you do the fashion ah. frown when you keep where you relax the rest of your face but you just you just like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i feel so that silly is... every time i have to do it okay fashion frown is that what they call it yeah the fashion frown yeah um and how good are you at putting makeup on yourself is that something that they teach you not really most of the time you don't actually wear a lot of makeup when you go to castings okay normally it's other people putting on makeup for you so okay, you don't okay. have to be good at makeup to be a okay, model okay. and so most of the time when you go for casting you just have to like do your eyebrows put on mascara yeah, that's basically it. Like, put on some tinted moisturizer, like, tinted BB cream to, like, even out your skin tone. Yeah. And that's about it. It's really... And in Paris, they want you to wear no makeup. So okay. that's like... And in Milan, they only want you to wear mascara. Ah. And so that's like... And perfect. that's where the cultural stuff comes in. Mm. I see the next pictures is really where we're getting to your personality. <laughs> Not as angry as I am in my photos. <laughs> That's just my but brand. You know, what's, you know what's weird is looking at this. Yeah. Is um, you look like badass, but then there's there's a there's an element or a hint of joy as well. I think you can't. <laughs> I, don't, you, I don't know where you see the joy in that photo. I don't know. Like I think you huh? can see it there somewhere. Like. No, I don't think there was any any. I don't think I was feeling any joy. Frankly, I was shitting myself because the first ever shoot I did ever 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 ever. And it was paid, and it was for Sunday Times this Fashion. One. Yes, my first first shoot, no and I was way. shitting myself the entire time. I was I was sa- I was standing in the changing room, and I was like, how I was having like imposter syndrome. I didn't feel like I was in my body. I was just like, how did I get myself here? This is not for me. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but I'm here, and they're paying me, so I have to do it now. Hectic, and then um. Yeah. Where did this go? Hmm? This Wh- was January last year, Sunday Times. Okay, okay. How cool is that? Yeah. And is this the same shoot? Yeah, same shoot. That one, that one in the with the tassels on the skirt. That one, that, <laughs> that was such a quick take. They took like four pictures. They were like, "We got it." And I was like, "Cool, next outfit." Yeah. No way. And I really love that shoot. The styling on that shoot was still one of my favorites. Yeah, but like even if you look at like this picture on the bottom right, yeah. I was uh, myself. that looks there. Your face looks different than the other pictures. Yes, I don't know if you agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it's all about the angles, really. It's Cause so interesting because it really how my nose looks in photos really depends on the angle. Okay. Like you wouldn't in some photos you wouldn't know that there's like a bubble. 
Okay, I, you're showing it to me and I still don't really ah. see it. So. <laughs> I've, I've got a little bubble nose, it's not really pointy. Okay. And so, no. And this one? I was still shitting myself. <laughs> but, but, this that, is different. but that suit is 29,000 Rand. What? Yeah. But this is a and different shoot. Scrat- no, it's the same shoot. Same shoot. Yeah, Sunday Times fashion. 29,000 Rand. That suit. For this thing. Is it worth 29? It was very scratchy, I must say. <laughs> oh, and that leather jacket I was wearing, uh, the that one was 16,000 Rand. What? It was diesel. It's my dream leather jacket. Yeah. And it's gone forever now. <laughs> you get to wear such nice clothes on shoots and you can't take any of them home. So, in which situation would you wear something like this? If you're going to like an event, probably. Ah, okay. Where, you want, where you're going to be photographed by people, I don't know. Or, or you want to... And the emotion, the look that you're giving out? Again, the coldness. <sighs> I just, I, people like it when I look angry, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> There, uh, but that's uh, that's the pictures that you sent me. Um, well, I feel like those those I had a I had a story to tell behind each one. Yeah. Because the first su- one Sunday times, like I was just shitting myself the entire time I was there, and then they gave me lunch and sent me home, and I was like, that wasn't too bad. And then my agency was very happy with how I did. They were like, they half couldn't believe. Yeah. That I did so well at that shoot because it was my first shoot, and I'd only se- seen them once because I was in Joburg. Mm. I'd only seen them once they haven't had time to like brief me or train me or teach me like little things that I can do in shoots prepare me they were just like yeah here's the shoot and then I was like okay <laughs> let's do this <laughs> and um, there was this one little video clip just uh, that you posted uh, shortly after was the one the in the white dress or? I don't know it was just uh, you just going like backwards yeah, and white, forwards yeah that was for for Sari magazine okay that looked like quite a cool it was a very cool shoot I really enjoyed that shoot yeah and um, the photos that came out out of that was I, that nice it was it was actually I didn't send them I don't know why yeah because it's very colorful. I don't know. I don't mm. like colorful things. Because I thought uh, it looked really professional as well. I thought that you were maybe already in Italy. And then when I saw it, was like, you're still in Cape Town. No, no. no Cape Town, wait. It's in... Where is it? Alright. So if people are listening, we are busy. <laughs> busy checking Just on Instagram. Just keep swiping left. Yeah, there you go. There's the dress you oh, saw. Oh, yeah. That's, the that's one. from the video. Sorry, sorry, like like smiley photos, and I don't do smiley. Use OC now. That doesn't look like you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If I like, I don't know. You're gonna have to send me this picture so (laughs) that I can show people. But this doesn't look like you. I know that's that's. But do you think it's the? um, I always look at the Afrikaans culture. Yeah. As not the. This is about as Afrikaans culture as you can get. Sorry, magazine. Yeah, it's like it's not a very cool and trendy culture, and you know it's like a plus Macy type of farm girl but this dress was amazing i love this dress no i know but it's like the but i'm just saying like the shoot's cool what you're wearing is cool but then the picture that they choose to represent the shoot it's like i'm sure they smiley photos i'm sure out of that there's mm. other uh and even like if you look at the makeup that they put on to you 
I don't know. I just I find the Afrikaans culture very uh, interesting. Even if you listen to music, like if anyone yeah, wants yeah. to listen to fucking no, Afrikaans we were, music. No, when I was working with a photographer and he would show me some of the photos. That's when you when you go to a photographer, he shows you photos. You're like, change this, change that. Just reviewing. There was like lots of other photos. He was pulling photos from to shortlist mm. for the magazine, and lots of them were were more like serious. Like, yeah. Looking angry. <laughs> I and said, then let's put that in I'm there. I'm not good with smiling, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your fake smile, but your normal smile is nice. Oh, yeah. so when you have to hold it for like 30 seconds, you eventually just got like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I started now this thing on my Instagram where I'm like, fuck Mondays. I see that. And I, uh, I enjoy this photo <laughs> series that you do. I will like it. The reason I do that is I cre- I cringed when I opened an Instagram account. And the only reason I opened it is because I started the podcast. You have to do it ironically. And uh, so what happened was that uh, Anya loves taking pictures oh. and she posts a lot. And um, regularly she'll be like, let's take a picture. I'll just be like, yeah. just to piss her off, I'll be oh, like yeah. doing this. So there's a million pictures oh, in so you our got that history. Sweet, sweet Instagram content. You know where it's like, and I've always done it because I hate posing for pictures. Like, and I, I, don't gr- know, I don't know how to do that with like an average phone camera. I'm the same. I'm just like, stand there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, Unless it's funny. I don't like it. And then the last one is uh, we wanted to, uh, uh, I had to take like a CV style picture, but now I'm getting like now I know like the like i'm gonna post something every monday so i'm like whenever anya's like oh let's take a quick picture together i'll just do like this mm. or oh so that's now my new th- and that's the only way i can put content out is by making a joke out of it and be mm. almost like ironic about it yes i just i i really struggle with this uh, uh i tried yeah. i pushed because uh, then you feel there's an element of not, you don't want to be seen as narcissistic and that's usually what people do yeah well the, post on yeah i don't know listen i've come to accept that uh, i have a healthy amount of narcissism otherwise i would not have a podcast so i i would rate myself that fine line between narcissism and hating yourself yeah <laughs> so i think it's i would say i i fluctuate between one to four out of ten mm-hmm. depending on which situation and when you're going to get me i think when uh, i get a bit caught up with my own stuff so but it's one thing being narcissistic in a conversation versus uh i'm I will never have that thing where I want to put it out there. I've never really, mm. I don't want to put that out there. So I, I, part of, I think, pursuing goals is putting mm. yourself outside your comfort zone. So I did it where I posted content and yeah, I went outside my comfort zone. And then like after about six or nine months, I was like, you know what? This isn't me. And my podcast is about my brain and my feelings. Mm. And it's not about my, uh, my look. Yeah. And uh, so well, now, for me, it's all about the look. Yeah. People follow my account to see me. So <laughs> that's, that's very weird. It is very weird. So. Yeah. So, uh, and I had this lady, um, Fiona, that uh, contacted me. Like, I got a, um, on one of the YouTube comments, I got like, mm-hmm. how do I get hold of you? And I gave her my email. And then somehow we had a conversation. And she's like, I love your podcast and stuff. And it was, it was weird because it's basically like the way she was talking. It's like she likes the way my brain is working. She likes the way I feel about mm-hmm. stuff and my opinions on stuff. So I was like, that is a very weird compliment because no, very few people actually say, I really like the way your brain works. 
I really like the way yeah. I like that you feel upset when you talk about that because yeah. I feel the same. And then I've just come to realize, but that's what I want to put out there. And it's not about the way I look. And I put ugly pictures of myself up. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I, it really doesn't matter. Normally with, with having a wholesome mindset to Instagram is you follow people for them, not for their pictures. Usually if I follow account for the pictures, I usually lose interest. Mm. But if they're like a genuinely interesting person and I enjoy the content that they put out, then then yeah, I'll keep a follow. Most, I've had people come up to me and say that they don't follow me for my pictures. They follow me for my Instagram stories. Ah. I've had like a couple of people tell me that. Yeah. Frankly, my Instagram stories are very funny. Okay. Apparently. I should start watching those. Yes, because have you seen my laser? Oh no, I figured out last night that, that <laughs> if I flip my hair up a certain way, I could get my ponytail to balance on top of my head. Right. <laughs> if you show me that now, then you're gonna have to send me the video. Oh no, so I no, can then I it. won't show you. Then just, I you're can just get gonna it have to you. look on Instagram later. Then, <laughs> then people can look at it when it pops up. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, the funnier my Instagram stories get, actually, like the more time I've been spending alone. <laughs> so if you're like laughing your ass off <laughs> at my Instagram stories, it means like I've been alone for a good couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just so weird because. Um, I think it's what I just find interesting about people is, and this is also why I have these conversations, is because I think it's so easy to pigeonhole people. It's so easy to stereotype and people mm. give Everybody's off a persona. Very concerned with labels lately mm. and just def classifying themselves under a certain group or under a certain label. Mm. Mm. And we're just all people going through our own stuff. Yeah. Listen, I see we're at about 90 minutes. I, I want to, yeah, it goes quickly. Um, Remind me, information technology is what information you study? Information science, yes. Information science, which is? I'm basically a graphic designer with a computer science background. So I can, I'm a front and back end web developer and a software engineer. Yeah. I and also, I also uh, specialize in artificial intelligence and digital security. Yeah. So uh, can you I hack shit? Or you can prevent can, it? I can, I can prevent both. it. You have to know <laughs> what people, you have to be able to, to know what people can do like in websites you can inject a lot of code okay. just in a text field yeah if i had to start talking about that we'll be here for another 90 minutes just yeah. talking about all the shit that but, can go wrong on a website but are you um do you have a natural interest in that yeah i was i was and are you a bit of a gamer like do you play yes, yeah yes, what do I you do. <laughs> i love games like for example uh the like one. what are you playing at the moment, and do you um, what con like what do you play it on? I I'm PC. Okay. PC Master Race. <laughs> 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 and my rig is actually back at my dad's house, so when I do get back there, I do like to play Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Oh, and I played The Witcher. Well, that's just the one I'm currently trying to get through. In the short like in the short space of time that I am at home, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then here I play, I play a lot of indie games. Like my favorite game is Papers Please. You're basically basically like a border patrol, like checker. You like stamp the passports. I don't know why I enjoy that game so much. You stamp the passports. Like yes, you can come into the country. <laughs> or like no, you can't. And if you stamp it wrong, you get a warning. <laughs> and that's also PC or laptop. It's PC, but you can or, yeah. And do you do no, anything on, on your laptop. phone? Hmm? On my phone, not so much. Not a lot of gaming on my phone. And Xbox, PlayStation? Not I a had big an fan? Xbox. I do enjoy Xbox. Yeah? It's like, for example, which games then? 
Oh. Like also Assassin's Creed and yeah, I played the Assassin's Creed and then Deus Ex Machina. Oh, human! Uh, Deus Ex, it's Human Revolution and Skyrim and what else? And do you do a lot of multiplayer stuff or not really? I'm not so into multiplayer stuff because mm. I prefer to take a game at my own pace. And with multiplayer, you have to like constantly. Yeah. Like you always have to be playing on it. And then how many hours a week would you do? Oh goodness, if. If you had to I'm, I'm, estimate. Uh, with games, if I if I'm with my rig, and it's holiday, I would say like probably between about six and eight hours a day. No. If way. I'm because I'm on holiday and I don't get to play. hours a day. So then I wake up and I have my morning cup of coffee <laughs> while I play the game. <laughs> How cool is that? But you know what? But then I'm on holiday, so you can't. No, hit I'm me. not judging <laughs> like this. I'm the last person to judge anyone. Like I judge um, myself. That's probably why I feel like this. <laughs> I just love it when women say they play games because I grew up in an era where it was only boys playing PlayStation ah. and games and stuff. And even now when I go to the gym, it's like, I think the men, uh, the men are outnumbered. And when I grew up as a kid, like the gym was a place for guys to hang out. So ah. I'm like, it's awesome that there's women. And I'm like, I saw a couple of girls the other day. I'm like, I literally think if I had to get into a fight, this chick will fuck me up. If I don't take her out <laughs> in the first two minutes, she's way fitter than me. And she will fuck me up. And then so like if you don't get her on the get-go, <laughs> she's like, going to get you. <laughs> I'm like, and I looked at this one lady. I was like, especially like this crossfit section uh, it's like when you do the kettlebells i was like i think 95 percent of that workout i wouldn't be able to do it i will probably injure myself like just trying to attempt it so i look at the and i and i think it's awesome it was the same thing when i worked in soho when mm-hmm. i saw all these gay guys because i grew up in conservative stellenbosch paul Rush gymnasium it was the ingeer kerk and stuff and it's like, yeah. we had a school of a thousand guys and not one was openly gay during their school term. And uh, so then you go to London and then you see all these guys that can just be themselves. I love it when people can be themselves. Yeah. And so it's the same now for me, like girls can go to the gym and they can just do it, you know. And the cocky guys are in the corner doing weights. <laughs> Uh, and the girls are doing their stuff and i think that's awesome but the gaming is cool like i have a, a friend his wife uh, she said to me the other day she thinks she does about 30 hours of gaming a week on her phone she plays this fucking not sims but like oh, yeah, that little, stuff little. that gives you that ins- and it's like you have two kids you're working and you're a what and i'm like but i'm like how cool is that? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's for everyone. Well, well it, a lot of people are more into gaming because the rise of uh, mobile gaming. Mm. Then almost everybody's a gamer. Mm-hmm. The rise of mobile gaming, and it's really nice that it's become more accessible. Yeah, it's just opened the joy of games to more people. Yeah, I. I also studied game design at university. No way. I did, and I made a game as well. What? <laughs> yeah, for my final year project. Is it? Can we check it out? Is it so? Okay. Oh, it's it's on my laptop at home. So it's not yeah, like it's, it's not a, a mo- it's not like I don't have it on my phone. It's like here's my game, <laughs> but but I did design stickers for it. So it was called Psycat, and it's basically about a cat tripping on mushrooms. <laughs> Which uh, uh, we were talking uh, off air that uh, cat is a big part of your life. I love cats. So say the name of the game. Psycat. And the purpose, or what is the the whole idea of the game? Oh, the the premise behind the game is that. My one cat, Tara, my, my baby, my, like, the cat that's most attached to me, mm. she 
she likes to play in the garden at the end of the garden where there's logs and there's like all the mushrooms growing growing on the logs and i would be in my room and i would see her and i would not call her and she would always come running so my thought about this game was what if one day she ate these mushrooms and i called her from my window <laughs> and the entire game is just uh. about her tripping while she's running so it's like to me it's like her running from the in the garden to the window but yeah. for her mm. so it's like psychedelic adventures <laughs> yeah and how long did that take to make that took a year like about eight Jesus. months not a year and but then, it's like I'm learning while I'm making it. Okay. It's a massive learning curve mm -hmm. from like not knowing anything to making a game. And you're still learning about all the theory. And you're learning how to code everything. You're making everything by yourself. And I worked by myself. I was a one-person team. So, yeah. so if anyone listens to this, uh, can they contact you for any of those services that you provide? <laughs> yeah, but I'm, my plate is pretty full at the moment right okay. now. Because I'm, I'm launching a website with one of my friends as well. Cool. It's like a business venture. Do you want to say that for the couple of people that listen to this? Or I is that know. something I'm, that you're going to hold back on? I don't. I think I'm going to hold back on it because it's still in very early development stages. I've made half the website. <laughs> yeah, so, so we must just sort everything else out. So. Yeah. And then um, do you think that you'll be able to enjoy a, a career in web design graphic design coding and developing stuff would that be something that I you would, would like enjoy to be more on the on the creative side like i really enjoy the schedule that actually modeling gives me that's another thing it's like the it's the jankiest most ad hoc most spur of the moment schedule you don't know how long you're going to be anywhere i don't know i like that it's like spontaneous mm. and janky but i love it i want like I would like to do freelance. I would like to be my own boss at a stage, mm. start my own business, hopefully in a creative field. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Think about it. This podcast is getting released in about two weeks. <laughs> so we can edit in some of uh, any of the other stuff that you're doing and we can put it in the description box. Uh, no, uh. it's fine. It's still very, very early stages of... It's basically like a company that me and my friend are starting together. Awesome. So we're still like hashing everything out. And I'm not sure if I can say anything yet. No, then don't. Yeah. I've got a, um, like I said, like we've got another podcast starting. And uh, actually, we've been busy with this for like a couple of months. And it's, yeah. uh, I think, I don't know if I said it a bit earlier on air, but uh, we haven't told anyone about that either. Yeah. So uh, we're just getting a lot of content and then... Um, once we're ready to rock and roll, we're going to release that. But the cool thing with the project, that project specifically, is that we talk about... Mm -hmm. um, so it's with Freddy van Rensburg, and he's been mm -hmm. on here tw uh, two or three times. And he's an addictions counselor or addiction yeah. specialist. And uh, he's got a podcast called Meet Me in the Field. And he talks about heavy stuff, like mm. heavy spiritual type of things, where I'm a little bit more like... <laughs> more light. Well, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but I had one podcast the other day that got quite deep and dark at, towards the end, like it's this two and a half hour podcast. Uh. And in about two hours, the guy's like, um, yeah, so my dad, I think he was gay and he drank himself to death and he played for rugby for the Springworks and I think he was gay. And I'm like... I whoa, was like, whoa, 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 whoa. that's a we, lot in one sentence. We are really going like, and I never knew him. Don't, and don't this, know this is going to be a therapy so, session. So I don't start read. charging people for that <laughs> if they do that. It's like, okay, I'm going to start the timer now. <laughs> 
these are the rates. So I don't go too deep into the podcast, although we all might get, but this podcast with him, it's like we take concepts such mm. as what is friendship and what do you, and then we just, that's it. Mm. I think the one that we did the other day, what's when you spoke earlier, what is the good and bad about comparing yourself to other people? Because there is, I find it very negative, but I also find it very positive sometimes. It helps me to it's gauge where I'm at. It's all about the context in your own mind, like comparing yourself. Oh, I want to be like them. I want to make myself better. Like you're looking at like somebody that has a certain, like an athlete. You're like, mm. I want to improve myself in this area of my life because I see them doing it. And it's such an inspiration. Yeah. Or, or like, oh, this person is like this. Their life is like this. I need to change it because I don't feel good enough. Not because you want to improve yourself. No, exactly. But it's, uh, again, like there's, there's some uh, uh, Instagram... I've deleted a lot of Instagram accounts. I don't follow anyone except people that I actually can physically have a relationship mm -hmm. with. Like, I don't follow any famous people because on the... W it's, it's, it's always... It's so far removed from your own life. You don't feel any relation to yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like I spoke to someone the other day about racism. That's something I experienced in England. It's because you're African and you're what? not... Uh, you're not European? I, I also saw that, like, people in, in, in Italy didn't, like, more on the western side of Europe than, like, the eastern side of Europe. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, what? no, and I Guys. used to joke with the Italians, I'm like, you look like you're from this place, and they're like, oh my god, I'm not from that, anyway. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I know exactly what you're <laughs> I'm not a drug dealer. I'm from like Milan. I'm like, whatever. You don't look like it. Your skin is way too brown for that. Uh, in, for when I lived in Poland, they, they have like quite extreme racism of like, you are not Polish, you know? So, and it doesn't happen a lot, but when it happens, you're not prepared for it. And that's what hurts my feelings. And it's almost the to same have, when to I... have prejudice based on something that you can't control. Mm. But basically. this is the thing for me with social media is that let's say I follow a bunch of people, like nine out of 10 times I'll look at it and it's like, whatever. But then there's this one day where I just open it for some reason. And I only open it because I want to post a picture for my podcast. But mm -hmm. then you see something and I'm not prepared for it. And then that somehow has a negative effect on me. So uh i think uh, that's the weird thing about social media and that's why i just uh i just don't do it it's like uh i think i spend a little bit too much time on social media i need to cut back yeah i don't know but that's why i keep busy with other things so i don't have to look at my phone yeah and typically when i'm when i'm not busy yeah so that's the 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 podcast with freddie is helping me with that the one we were like um if a friend is doing something that you do not agree with and you think that that is hurting them, mm -hmm. how do you actually say something Station without... <laughs> no, that's one thing in my life. I've realized I'm a very blunt person. Mm. So my, my approach to that would be just sit them down and be like, yo, this is this. I'm worried. Explain. <laughs> yeah. I not... don't think it's healthy. Yeah. I am here for you, but I cannot fix you. Yeah. And then Yeah, well some people uh, struggle to to hear that and then they might cut you out. Then fine. Then fuck them. I don't know. I, I, I it's fine then they can sit if they're not willing to sit with their own darkness, mm -mm -mm -mm. then they will remain unhappy until they're ready to deal with it. Yeah, I think it's just for me it's like um I feel very <laughs> 
these last few years, I'm very hesitant to let someone know that I don't agree with what they're doing because who am I to have an opinion on what they do? It's their with life. their own life, yes, yes. And that's where, where do you draw the line between I have a valid opinion on something and I don't? Because it's, you know what? It's not yeah. my life, it's your life. And where do you draw the line between constructive criticism, mm -hmm. friendship, honesty versus... It's like my cats. They climb in. The other day, there were five squirrels and they were all chasing. And we mm -hmm. have the dumb one and we have the smart one. And we were both terrified the dumb one's going to break the leg. Yeah. And Anya wants to go help the cat. And I was like, you know what? Part of being a parent is this cat has to break a bone if it has to. And mm -hmm. some people want. And it's like, who's right? Who's wrong? No one is right. No one's wrong. Everyone's got their own take and perspective. My, my experience is that people like. Even though you can give the best advice, people learn the hard way. They always remember the lessons they learned the hard way. I, I know I do. Like, you put your hand on the stove, you're going to remember. Mm -hmm. But your whole life, if somebody tells you, don't put your hand on the stove, it's hot. You're like, yeah, it's hot. Mm -hmm. But then you have, no, you have no, like, relative idea to what that is. Yeah. When you actually do it, you're like, yes, I know what that is. <laughs> then you've got, like, a frame of reference for understanding. So... Like, between constructive criticism and, like, knowing that that person is potentially, like, putting themselves in danger or ruining their life. Like, like if, uh, like, simple one is addiction, you see them, every time you see, like, every time you see them, they've got, like, a drink with them. They, every, every day they have a bottle of wine. You see, like, mm. yo, listen, I, and, they, and they're falling into depression. Like, yo, listen, I feel that you're drinking is going to a place that's not so good maybe you should consider cutting back that's mm. like the early stages where it's still considered like criticism mm. and then it gets to a place where they're in rehab you're like yeah <laughs> that, <was your> motherfucker. <laughs> that would be a simple example and then yeah. at that stage you 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 can say all these nice words or you can give the best advice you can but for like to be a good friend <laughs> once they fall apart you you pick up the pieces and you carry on I yeah know. sounds like we got to invite you to to the other podcast so you can come join us on the uh, discussions on that i can be so philosophical <laughs> as well <laughs> it's one of my things that i want to do it's like mm. i i live literally 500 meters from stellenbosch university and i thought what i'm going to do now is i'm going to email the philosophy department i'm going to email the psychology department i'll be like send out a representative let's have debates and yeah. let's have some interesting discussions and uh, i'm going to see if anyone wants mm. to do but it sounds like you should sit in on those i've had a lot of uh, <clears throat> difficult life journeys mm. like i've gone through a couple of dark times in my life mm -hmm. i don't know and that gives me some interesting opinions Mm. about things not opinions well experiences things i've learned yeah i think listen i i said to someone today i was like because he wanted to uh fuck, we're going a bit longer but like um people want to tell me stories and then they want to sign up for my courses and they like so i said to him listen in a period of six months mm -hmm. my brother died I went bankrupt. My father and my mother went bankrupt because my brother was sick for five years. Then a month later, my other brother got stabbed numerous times with a knife. Then mm -hmm. my father got leukemia and, he, and, it's like, and I nearly had a divorce. I was busy immigrating. And it's like, I don't talk about it because everyone's mm -hmm. got their own stuff. However, 
if you have had those it's like it's like allergy he can joke about jewish people mm -hmm. because he's jewish and it's like i think it's like if you have had dark experiences then mm -hmm. you can talk about it and it gives you a certain insight and understanding and it gives you an element More, of freedom yeah empathy as well you know and it's like uh, i don't drink and drug and i haven't done it for 17 years mm -hmm. why because i have a past you know, um, mm. and there's a lot of stuff that I'm super comfortable talking because of my experiences. Mm. And I think that's what makes people more interesting is that if you've had all of those, then it's like you have this new insight. Like if I have some friends and bless them, but it's like <laughs> nothing's very, ever very pleasant. Lives. You know, the worst thing that happened is that they got a flat tire on their way to a coffee. Oh, yeah. one I, day. I remember. Well, perfect, perfect example when. When I was younger and in school, I remember when I was about 10 or 11, just before my parents got divorced, my dad was shot in front of me. There was a house break-in. And, <laughs> sorry, it's like, Sonny, just hit it's that like, with you. It's like hit the other, with. like, yeah, let's go into <laughs> no, that. No, but, but like, no, just a short story, short story. He was shot in front of me. I saw him getting shot, but he only got shot through the arm. Still alive, still kicking. <laughs> and then I still went to school the next day. And then there's this bunch of kids that a car drove into the massive bus they were in coming back from a school excursion. They had to be off school for three days mm. because it was too much for them. I don't know. It's Listen, like you, you can take more like the more you get. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, uh, some people, yeah. like uh, some people know. Um, I, th I don't know what makes us strong. And uh, I think our parents have a big part, uh, the way they raise us. I think they create some mental strength. I think um, uh, sometimes, I don't know, it's it, um, were you born with it or was it given, like, were you taught to be strong? I have no idea. Just looking at my parents, I always knew that they were not perfect people. I always knew they were people. They, were, they had flaws. Like, I don't, I don't understand people that idolize their parents. Because I've when because I've always known my parents were people and they make mistakes and they get angry and they have mm. emotions. So I never looked at them like as these idols, like these perfect human beings. Yeah. No, I always knew like, and they always told me like nobody's gonna look after you except yourself. Mm. And if you're not gonna do it, who, who is? no one else is going to. Yeah. So. Well, that's I think why um, why I felt like I connected to you, but when you came to study because we'll i did get ourselves out the shit yeah, that's, you, yeah it's the same it's the same uh, you know attitude it's like mm. you just gotta it's like when you told me i might be going to italy i'm busy studying to be a waitress but i'm i'm, I'm going to italy like i think the average person will be like fuck this i'm not studying anymore i'm not going to be a waiter i'm going to be a food where you're like um there's this I, I just live with life that there's no guarantee for anything that i'm doing will ever work out or produce mm. success i don't know that's a weird mentality to have well i think it uh, if you have that you'll probably be more successful than the average person but it might create more stress and anxiety as well. Sometimes it has. Like if I get too deep into something, I'm like, I'm... Well, I have it. I say to people a lot, listen, why do I have a lot in my life? Because of the way I pursue life. Why am I more stressed than a lot of people? Because of the way I pursue life. It's like uh, if you look at job interview strengths and weaknesses, 
like perfectionism is a fantastic thing because you do a lot of things really well and it's a really bad thing to have at the same time. I feel like uh, there's a lot of stuff with such double-edged mm-hmm. swords. Um, like you can have... Uh, like the... Whenever I go to a class, they ask me to describe myself. I describe myself as stubborn. And then everybody's always, su- always surprised. It's like, why do you describe yourself as stubborn? Because then they perceive it as a negative thing. Mm. But then so I always say uh, uh, I achieved a lot because of my stubbornness. And I've all, but I think certain things happen with mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And I think talk to my wife about stubbornness <laughs> and they i think stubbornness is good for uh for example Certain situations for business pursuing your goals yes but with interpersonal relationships it's not it's for intimacy you that, have to let go yeah you can't be hold a grudge sometimes i hold grudges here yeah someone told me the other day the success with him and his wife that's been together for 40 years mm-hmm. is that they always say how important is this really for example shit's lying around and stubborn people just can't let go this is fucking important you know what i mean but anyway i think we are on one hour and 52 minutes whoops so uh, we're gonna finish it there and we're gonna continue talking off air (laughs) because uh you can't drop that shit on me and then be like okay i'm out of here like i'm like jesus that's intense this is only like in the last like (laughs) This is, I'm talking about stuff that's happened in the last two years. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, but I would love to hear, I'll make you a new rooibos. Mm. And then you can tell me about that. Well, rooibos would be great. Cool. Okay. Uh, guys, uh, we are out of here. Uh, sweet. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. I th- I'm glad you thought my life was interesting enough to talk about. <laughs> Thank you. It's been awesome. I can talk for another two hours and we might, but uh-huh. not on air. Okay. But thank you for coming. Sweet.